Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Edwin. Morning, Andrew. How are you doing today? I, I'm actually doing fantastic, and which is surprising because, you know, the plague has hit my house. And, uh, but, but I'm, I'm doing okay. We're, we're, we're praying for you. I appreciate that. I'm excited that we figured out a way to be able to go ahead and record the podcast, even though we cannot be in the same room with one another. No, that's right. That's right. But uh, we, we have the Bible, we have the Psalms, and we are going to Psalm 32 today. Psalm 32. Psalm 32. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. This is a well-known psalm. It's not quite Psalm 23, but I think lots and lots of people actually know this psalm, especially since uh, most folks, and probably accurately, place this psalm around the time of David's repentance after his sin with Bathsheba. And so we find this is one of those penitential psalms. Here we are in Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Psalm 32. What a wonderful psalm. What a wonderful psalm. It's it's medicine for a guilty soul. It's medicine uh, for when our, our memories are haunting yes, us. Yes, absolutely. So, like I said before we read it, many people, and, and, and I think probably accurately, place this from David following his sin with Bathsheba, the sexual immorality he committed, and then the murder of Uriah. And of course, there's some period of time that happens while David is... I guess still living in the cover-up of that sin, and then finally Nathan comes to him and tells him the story about the man with the little ewe lamb whom his neighbor stole, and mm-hmm, David mm-hmm. rises up and says he, he ought to die, but what, you know, what we need to do is follow the law, which he has to restore it fourfold, and then Nathan looks at David and says, you're the man, and David responds to that with repentance. He, he doesn't bow up. He doesn't try to keep hiding. No. He just confesses, and, and, and God forgives him. It's really an interesting idea, and particularly in light of Psalm 32 and verses 3 and 4, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long, for day and night your hand was heavy upon me, that if this psalm is about that time of his repentance and seeking the forgiveness of God, 
prompted by the message of Nathan the prophet. When you're reading uh, the account of Nathan confronting him, it seems like time's going on and he has been uh, moving in his own direction, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, the, the message of the prophet triggers something in him. But perhaps, perhaps uh, this was troubling him all this time, and it needed to be brought out. It, he, he needed to be called out uh, to, to make the necessary changes. Yeah, you know, so I, I do have to be honest. We cannot be for certain that this is the Bathsheba-Uriah incident, but it does make the most sense to me. That being said, I think you're right that if, if this goes with that time, just reading in Second Samuel does not reveal to us the, the pain, the sickness, the turmoil that was going on in David's life between the time of his sin and when Nathan comes to him. But this psalm highlights there was something going on. And, and whether it was that sin or some other, it highlights that God was acting in his life and God was, was preparing him for whatever message that would call him to repentance. And when that message came, he, he finally confessed and he finally mm-hmm. admitted and he was able to find that forgiveness, which actually bling, brings us to the, the point that I think is really fascinating. When, when we step back from just the psalm itself, I have to admit that when I, when I start reading this psalm and it says it, it starts with the beatitude, blessed, it reminds me of another right. psalm. Right. D- does right. it remind you of another psalm? Well, I we don't see a whole lot of this beatitude language so far, but but I think we actually started with it, like Psalm <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly right? right. This is where the Book of Psalms <laughs> begins with the beatitude. This is exactly where it begins. I, are are you? So so here we are, not in the same room. I'm trying yeah. to see you over this no, little Psalm screen here. Do you? Do, oh, there you are. There's your Bible. Yeah. Hey, why don't you read that? See, I, I've got a I've got a really big Bible here, so you can see this <laughs> in the little screen. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Go, so read, uh, read that first beatitude for me. Sure. Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And it goes on. So, well, I was just going to say. goes on to draw the contrast then between the, the righteous man who desires the way of the Lord, walks that path, uh, versus the end of the wicked, right? The judgment upon the scoffers, they will not stand. They will not stand in the congregation. Remember when we were in that psalm, we even highlighted that this that was deeper and more intense than we could imagine, because it wasn't just saying that he would get into the assembly of the righteous and be kicked out. It was rather a picture of of the trial going on and the person being able to stand that that was reminiscent of the cities of refuge and the person going to the city of refuge and then being able to stand in the congregation and make his defense. I didn't, that was an Mm -hmm. accidental killing. I didn't, you know, I wasn't planning on killing that person. And what Psalm one highlighted is that this person doesn't even get to stand in the congregation of the righteous in the assembly of judgment. And it's like, he doesn't even get to make his case. Guilt, guilt is so, pervasive in his or her life that they don't even get to make their defense. That's what that meant. And so it was intense. So is, is it a surprise then that we come to Psalm 32 and we, we seem to be looking at just the opposite situation. Psalm 32, you've got somebody who says, yeah, I was actually listening to the scoffers. Yeah. I actually went the way of the wicked for a time. I have been on the wrong path. 
Is there any blessing for me? That is exactly what I was noticing on this. So at Psalm 1, if I just read Psalm 1 by itself, I can I can end that reading with the idea that I've got a contrast between people who sin and people who are perfect. And the perfect person who loves the law of the Lord, who meditates on it, who teaches it, who does it, who never breaks it and never violates it, that's the person who's blessed. Now, mm-hmm. the problem is I've been through 30 other Psalms since then, and... Well, I don't, I don't know that's a problem. I think that's called growth. <laughs> good, good point, good point, good point. Yeah, the, the growth that uh, I've been through in these 30 Psalms is I am completely disabused of the notion that for all my meditation on the law, I have observed it perfectly. In fact, yeah. one of the things meditation on the law produces in me is a complete recognition of how much I have failed in following it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Absolutely. More more time with the law is more time to realize I'm not measuring up or I don't measure up. Then I think about the kings, because remember Psalm 2, as we talked about that, these two psalms being introductions, Psalm 2 was all about the king, which reminds right, me of the right. king's law. And one of the really specific mm. laws the king had in connection with the law itself is that law that said, you write your own copy. Absolutely. You write your own copy. Hand copied uh, all of the law of Moses. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy says that clearly. Yeah. I know for me, one of the the struggles I often have is when I'm reading my Bible, trying to read it consistently, and I come across passages that remind me of sins I've committed. I mean, that's like a that's a knife to the heart. It is. I think also that uh, you you could not uh, ingrain and. Um, what find or or I get produce that's the word I want you could not ingrain or produce meditation upon the word of God uh, any more than telling this king you need to write it word for word write it down yeah think write about it, down. it it needs to be in your heart and your mind and the problem is well I, again like you said it's not a problem the consequences that's the word I need to use the consequence is now I can have no illusions about my own right. holiness. And so now I remember Psalm 1, blessed is this person, blessed is this person, but I don't I don't think I'm that person. And like you asked a few yeah. moments ago, is there a blessing left for me? Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. a blessing left and for me? Go ahead. I was going to say, and so what wonderful, wonderful hope we find in Psalm 32, the blessing of forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Here's this person yeah. that I, I have meditated on the law. I, I love your law. I think about your law. I try to keep your law. I've been on your paths of righteousness. I, I, I walk in your steadfast love, but on that path, I have stumbled and I have fallen. Is there a blessing mm-hmm. for me? Yes. The blessing of forgiveness. And, you know, one of the things that this comes down to, at least as I'm trying to process it and piece these two beatitude wisdom psalms together, is the fact that when I sin, I receive counsel from the wicked, the sinful, and the scoffers. Right, right. What what kind of counsel do I receive from the wicked and the sinful and the scoffers when I have also sinned? I mean, I was listening to them when I sinned. Now that I have sinned, what mm-hmm. kind of further counsel do we get from them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that they are counseling us to continue on. Uh, you don't need to confess this. You don't need to worry about this. You don't need to repent. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the wicked are the ones that are trying to entice you to stay on the same path, the path that they're on. Uh, this speaks well, again, to the heart of the psalmist when he says that even at that, this, this time in the way of the wicked, uh, my bones were growing old. 
I was groaning all the day long. My vitality had turned to drought, right? He, he, he couldn't, he just couldn't. And so the Lord's counsel is what we find here in this Psalm. And the Lord's counsel is confess, confess, be honest, be sincere, be open. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to cover it up. Look, if you reveal it, I will hide it, God says. If you reveal Mm -hmm. it, I'll take it away. And the hiding, the covering there is not just this idea of the sin is still on you, but I've just kind of covered it up. It's actually reminiscent of other passages. What he will do is remove our sin from us as far as the east is from the west. It's Mm, hidden by being tossed away where we can't find it. It's a powerful, Mm -hmm. powerful thing. You know, I can understand somebody reading just Psalm 1, they might they might try to hide it. They might try not to confess. They might be afraid that, oh, if I admit this, then it becomes real. And if I admit this, then, then you know, there's no hiding from God's judgment. But what God points out is, no, no, when you admit it, when you confess it, that's where the real blessing is. So once I have sinned, I need to put aside the counsel of the wicked, the scoffer, and the sinful that's telling me, hey, too late for you. You might as well now just, just go whole hog. And instead, mm-hmm. follow the counsel of God and his law, which is confess. Confess and know the blessing of forgiveness. We're going to be talking about this all week on the podcast and are so excited that you're going to be joining us. Let us know what you're learning as you read the Psalms. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Until tomorrow, let's pray together. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for the day you've given us. We know that every good thing comes from your hand. Truly, you bless us. But we are especially mindful today of the blessing of forgiveness, this wonderful beatitude. We pray, Father, that we might search out our hearts and that you would search our hearts to see where we fall short and that we would confess those things to you, take those things to you. Father, knowing how just and good and righteous but merciful and gracious you are. Thank you for the blessing of forgiveness in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.